We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is your report from both sides of the pond. Get it? Ducks, beavers, both sides of the pond? Okay, fine. I'll stick to dad jokes. Well, we've still got a week until the first games of the year, but for now, I want to welcome in Max Torres, college football recruiting analyst and publisher for Ducks Digest. He's going to be back with us for another season as our Oregon correspondent for our Across the Pond segment. Max, we did a lot of interviews together when I was at KWVA, but now here I am at Fox Sports Eugene. Thanks for joining me today, and I'm excited that we get to work with each other once again. Absolutely. Great to uh, great to hear you again and be back talking with you, Justin. Thanks for thinking of me and excited to talk some ducks, man. Yeah, absolutely. We always know you're good to talk some ducks, but let's start off with a pretty general question. What are your overall expectations for Oregon as a team this season? Sure. Um, we could go a lot of different ways with that one, sure. but I think uh, I think I'll start with an explosive offense. Anytime you have a quarterback who's as experienced and as proven as Bo Nix is at this point, uh, I think that the expectations are going to be pretty high. Um, I think he's going to try to match and replicate, maybe even exceed what he did with the Ducks and Kenny Dillingham in 2022. Uh, and this is going to be one of the most talented offenses he's probably ever been a part of. The weapons that he has in the backfield, that wide receiver, uh, a new look offensive line, revamped offensive line, and then hopping over to the defense. I think that's really where you have uh, a high standard to meet Justin because that group definitely left quite a bit uh, to be desired a season ago. And they went out into the transfer portal and got some really talented pieces. And they also brought in Dan Lane's first full recruiting cycle. So, you know, his guys, right? right. So I think that with him and, and Tosh Lapoy and, and some of the other big names on this coaching staff, that defense is really one that needs to take quite a sizable jump if Oregon wants to get back to the Pac-12 title game go to a New Year's Six Bowl, heck, even go to the playoffs potentially. So there's a lot of things that have to go the right way, and I think that Portland State will be our, our first kind of uh, barometer for a little bit about where this team's at, albeit not a true test. That won't really come until week two against Texas Tech. Well, you're certainly previewing a lot of the questions that I wanted to ask you, but let's start off with Bo Nix and those bodacious billboards. What do you think about those billboards, and what do you expect from him in terms of the way the offense is going to look in Will Stein's offense this season? Yeah, I, uh, I'm i a big fan of the billboards. I think it's uh, a really interesting thing to see. 
and just another example of Oregon's national brand. And I think Dan Lanning called it like a global brand or a global reach. Um, so it's, it's a really interesting and fun example of what Oregon's doing um, in the name, image, and likeness era of college athletics to promote probably its you know, most iconic athlete right now, um, at least certainly on the football team. So I, I think that uh, I like the I like the Dallas one a little bit more than the Manhattan one. The Dallas one is that two parter right. that has him throwing the ball. Yeah. So I just like the the strategy and like the two separate buildings aspect with with that one. And then as far as Bo Nix and Will Stein's offense, I, I think we'll see a lot of what we saw last year under Kenny Gillingham, just playing to both strengths. Um, definitely got to utilize his legs, seeing that he's one of the most gifted runners. Uh, when it comes to the quarterback position heading into the 2023 season. But I'm going to be curious to see where he can grow really as a true passer because I think that's kind of where we need to see a little bit more growth from Knicks. I really liked his decision-making last year, his ability to take care of the ball, take what the defense gives him. Um, and we'll, we'll definitely see like plenty of play action, RPOs, uh, stuff of that nature from Knicks in 2023 would be my bet. Yeah, certainly going to be interesting to watch that passing game. And speaking of the passing game, you already mentioned the weapons earlier. Where do you think those new guys like Tez Johnson, Treshawn Holden, Gary Bryant, Gary Bryant Jr., some of the freshmen, where do they? Where do you think they fit into the mix for Oregon this season? Yeah, I think you're going to see a, a pretty heavy dose of all of those guys. Um, you kind of have that uh, that concept of guys that come from the transfer portal. They they don't come to their school that they choose unless they think they're going to have a pretty significant role uh, in that offense. I think uh, Tez Johnson obviously has a chemistry with Bo Nix from their days in uh, high school ball out in Timson, Alabama. So they already have a good connection, and I'm sure that Bo is happy to have a familiar face to throw to, in addition now to, to Troy Franklin, who he also already has a really good rapport with and chemistry with. So he's going to be an explosive, speedy guy. Um, for the Ducks, we got a little taste of that in the spring game. And then um, as for Gary Bryant, who comes over from USC, I think he's a guy who's kind of flying under the radar a little bit at that wide receiver spot um, uh, for Oregon and fall camp. Um, there, there's definitely been a lot of really positive buzz uh, about Gary Bryant from the people that I've talked to around the program. So um, definitely expect a, a, a decent role for him in his first year with the Ducks after coming over from USC. And then Trayshawn Holden is a guy who can do a little bit of everything. Um, maybe wasn't crazy productive at Alabama, but you don't just take anybody at Alabama. So he's definitely a gifted receiver. Definitely going to be uh, another big-bodied guy that I think Oregon can, can lean on and turn to in some big situations. And, and I'm going to see – I'm going to expect to see him used in, in a couple of different ways just – with the, the variety and diversity of his skill set as a wideout. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So as it stands right now, before the season, aside from the receivers, what position group to you has the most question marks right now in terms of who actually plays and how much they see the field? Uh, this is just a position group anywhere on the team. Yeah, it could be offense, could be defense, whatever you think. is Maybe that going into the season, we don't know exactly how much, uh, you know, one guy's going to be playing, another guy's going to be playing, um, you know, that kind of sort of thing. Sure. Um, I think for me, I would say the secondary, but that might be too too broad of an answer. So maybe maybe we hone in a little bit on safety um, because I really like the pieces that they added there with Evan Williams uh, following in his brother Bennett's footsteps coming over from Portland, uh, Fresno State, excuse me. Uh, and then you also have Tyson Johnson who comes in from Ole Miss. Um, Evan Williams has been praised for for his you know leadership abilities early on in his time with the Ducks and his hard-hitting nature uh, in the secondary. And then you also have Taishin, who is really, really versatile guy, uh, comes over from the SEC footprint. So I think he could be a guy that definitely has a a solid impact uh, because he's been playing all over the secondary. And then you also have Nico Reed, who comes over from Colorado. He's obviously familiar with Demetrius Martin, and and he's been working a little bit at that star uh, nickel role. But how do those guys kind of stack up against the pieces that Oregon's returning? Brian Addison, six foot five safety, who was probably Oregon's most productive safety last year, as we're looking at it. Um, and then Steve Stevens is another veteran who's been there quite a bit. I'm, I'm just curious how the reps and the playing time get split up because um, I think there might be a little bit more of a gap between the returners and these transfer portal guys than than we maybe saw at first, but certainly a position that they're overhauling. And I'm just curious to see what kind of combo they work with there. Um, and then maybe if we see any of these younger guys get some, get some run at corner. Yeah, certainly a lot of guys that we could see in those spots. Just got a couple times or a couple more questions here for you, Max. That's all we got time for. Unfortunately, what do you see as the toughest, toughest games on Oregon's schedule this season? Oh, yeah. Oregon's got a, a pretty pretty tough schedule. Uh, I think certainly in the non-conference slate, it projects to be a lot more favorable for Oregon because they're not playing Georgia like they did last year, um, not playing BYU, a game that they handled pretty well. Um, for me, I think I'm looking primarily at two games. Uh, I'm looking at that road trip on October 28th out to Salt Lake City to face the Utes. Um, not a lot of teams, Justin, can, yep. can win out there at Bryce Eccles Stadium. 
Um, and the Utes return a really good squad led by Cameron Rising. They're all, always defensively sound uh, and really well coached by Cal Whittingham. So uh, Oregon was able to get one over on them last year in a defensive battle. Probably the defense's best game of the year, but that is never an easy game, and it comes, uh, I guess, a little bit earlier in the year than we're used to. I think that's usually a November game, but that's one that I'm definitely going to have circled. And then how can we not talk about that USC game against Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, and the right. Trojans? Uh, they, they come up to Eugene for what a lot of people thought was going to be the last matchup potentially between these two teams for, for quite a while. But that rivalry is going to continue certainly on the recruiting trail and on the field uh, as they're both Big Ten bound. So that's going to be probably the biggest test of the year for Oregon's defense. But fortunately for them, it doesn't come until November. So they have a lot of time to figure things out. Uh, and they're going to face a lot of quarterbacks uh, before Caleb Williams comes to Eugene. They're going to face Cam Rising, like I mentioned. They're going to face Michael Penix. They're going to face Shadour Sanders and uh, the former Doug Tyler Shuck in week two. So um, I think that uh, those are two of the games that I think are going to be the toughest for Oregon this year. I think USC's offense is incredible, but their defense is uh, a bit more of a question mark right now, whereas I think we kind of know a bit more of what we have with, uh, with Utah in that regard. Yeah, certainly that USC game is going to be really fun, and it'll be a fun matchup going forward. It's certainly kind of an emerging rivalry that was already there, but it's getting even stronger now that you know both these teams are heading to the Big Ten. And like you mentioned, going to Utah, something that every Pac team, Pac-12 team has wanted to avoid for years and years, and the Ducks are going to have to do that this season. Got one last question for you, Max. Heading into the season, what's the latest right now with Oregon recruiting? Oh, man. Yeah, Oregon's uh, doing pretty well, I would say, on the recruiting trail. Um, that's always the area that I like to really sink my teeth into. Um, but for me, I think you've got a couple of guys that you want to keep an eye on for Oregon here in the 2024 class. Uh, the Ducks currently have the number 12 ranked class in the, the country, according to 247. So 22 verbal commitments. I think that they have a majority of this class already kind of wrapped up. But now... As we get into the season, you're going to see them really focus their attention on those priority guys that are kind of playing a little bit of a long game with their recruitments. And then they're even looking into the 25 class a little bit now with some of these visitors coming into Eugene. But the latest on the 24 class, two big names, maybe three, that you really have to watch. you got Braden Platt, 2024 linebacker out of Yelm, Washington, All-American caliber player. He's set to announce his college commitment on September 4th. He's down to Oregon and Oklahoma. And I put my prediction in for Platt to commit to Oregon back in July. Still feeling really good about that pick uh, as Dan Landing does a great job recruiting the, the Pacific Northwest. Then you have another guy in Washington, 2024 Seattle, Washington, O'Day, running back Jason Brown Jr. He's down to a top three of Oregon, Michigan State, and Washington. And I'm really liking where Oregon stands for him. Might even put a prediction in for him pretty soon here, but – He's kind of the main guy at running back for Carlos Lockman and company now that Nate Frazier has committed to Georgia. And then the last guy that we can talk about here, Justin, is 2024 Santa Ana, California, modern-day defensive lineman Aiden Breland. He's a five-star recruit. I know Oregon fans love to talk about five stars. Um, I talked to him last week following their win over Corona Centennial, and uh, he's going to be chopping it down to a top four, I believe. Um, so he's taking a step in his recruitment, trying to get closer to that decision. I think Oregon has a better chance with him than a lot of people think, um, but he is a little bit hard to get a read on. Um, you know, can't get too much out of him when it comes to interviews, but I expect Oregon to be battling schools like Georgia, Texas A&M, 
and Miami for that one. But that is really a huge target for Oregon here, still on the board in the 24 class, and certainly a guy they need, a difference maker for Dan Lanning and company along the defensive line. Yeah, certainly targets that are going to be shared with some of these top schools, and it's going to be interesting to see with Oregon as they head to the Big Ten how things change on the recruiting trail. Max, that's all the time we have for now, but I'm excited to have you back on each week to talk some Oregon recruiting. Definitely. Great to great to be back. Have fun with this uh, first, first hit. So um, can't wait for the next one. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.